how do you all prepare for something? Like Thanksgiving, for example. Maybe you first planned out a menu with all of your favorite foods. Then you made a detailed grocery list and diligently cooked for that day, placing your meal at the end on a carefully coordinated tablescape. Or maybe you prepared for Thanksgiving knowing that cooking is really not your gift and it's definitely not something you enjoy. So last week, you made a takeout reservation for your Thanksgiving meal. Or maybe you don't really care about the food and you care more about watching the football games that happen around Thanksgiving. And so you scroll through the sports schedules to pick out which games you wanted to watch. Or maybe you had to mentally prepare yourself for a hard conversation with your children or with your parents about how this Thanksgiving would be different. Somehow, no matter how we did it, we prepared. And if we don't prepare at all, would it have happened? Would it have been good? The way that we prepare for something, it impacts how we experience it. The way that we prepare matters. So today we begin this new liturgical season, the season of Advent, the season that is all about waiting, and perhaps more importantly, about preparing. In the Gospel of Mark that we read, the good news begins in preparing to receive it. You might find it odd that on this first Sunday of Advent, the season before Christmas, that's all dedicated to this preparing and waiting for the Savior to come into the world in the form of a small child, that the story we read isn't a story of a small child at all. There's no angel coming down to Joseph and Mary in Mark's gospel. It's not a story of a young couple traveling and being told that the inn is full. It's not a story that begins with a long genealogy that explains exactly how Jesus is a child of Abraham. It's not even a story where the angel appears to Elizabeth, John the Baptist's mother, before appearing to Mary. Mark's gospel is straight to the point. Mark begins his telling of Christ's story with an announcement that what follows is indeed the good news, and it happened just as it was written in the prophecies of Isaiah. I will send a messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord and make straight paths for him. So John the Baptist, or John the Baptizer, as some like to call him, is doing that very work, saying, prepare the way for the Lord. He's wearing clothes made out of camel hair and eating locusts and wild honey, which sound like a terrible Thanksgiving dinner to me. We find him on the banks of the River Jordan, calling for people from all over Judea and Jerusalem to come and to be baptized. He invites the people to come and pass through those waters as this visible sign that they were changing their hearts, and they were changing their lives, and they wanted God to forgive their sins. With this act of baptism, John invites those people to prepare, to take part in this new thing that God was doing by confessing, and by repenting. 
John promises that someone is coming, someone that will baptize them with the Holy Spirit. And lo and behold, in this Advent story, we meet Jesus for the very first time. Jesus comes to John as an adult to be baptized, to begin that new thing that God is doing in the world. And as Jesus passes through those waters, the heavens open up and the Holy Spirit comes down upon Jesus and upon the world. So what we have before us is a different kind of birth narrative. There's no stable and no animals. There's no singing Silent Night even. There's just a herald by a river preparing the way for God to come into the world again. And prepare he does. See, for Mark, the good news of Jesus Christ begins in that preparing. It begins with John at the river inviting the people around him to confess and to repent. John invites them to prepare for God, to prepare for Jesus, and to prepare for the Holy Spirit. For God is coming indeed. Mark's gospel is generally considered to be the first gospel that was ever written down. And there's plenty of speculation as to why Mark didn't include a birth narrative. Some think that perhaps he just didn't know of one, but others think that that just wasn't the beginning of the good news. That wasn't the beginning of the story. Some people also think of the Mark's gospel as a passion narrative that has a long introduction. And I think this is probably true because for Mark, the good news about Jesus isn't so much about how he came into the world, but it's about what he did. Mark's gospel points towards the redemption of humanity that happened in Christ's death and then in his resurrection. So the good news starts in the herald that prepares the people to receive Jesus, to receive the good news that was about to come for them. And friends, when Mark was writing, the people that would have heard these stories and read them, they were people that wanted and needed to hear the good news. For around 70 CE, when it was actually being written down, There was turmoil in Galilee, and the city of Jerusalem was under siege. So that writer, whoever wrote Mark's gospel, shares the good news of Christ by first telling people how to prepare to receive that good news. He tells them that they can prepare by the waters of baptism, by confessing and repenting the brokenness of the world and asking God for forgiveness. So how is it that we prepare to receive the good news that Christ brings us this this season? No one is calling us to come and be washed in the Frederica River, or at least not that I'm hearing. But friends, we are still being called to prepare. Through John the Baptist, God called those people along the River Jordan to prepare. God calls us to prepare as well. Just like John called those Judeans, God calls us to prepare to receive Jesus by confessing and by repenting. 
two things that we would often choose not to do. But the season of Advent invites us to do just that. In many of the prophetic writings that come with Advent, like that little bit we read today from Mark's Gospel, all of these prophetic writings have a central theme. They all name a need. They name that something is not right with the world and that God must be the one to intervene. These prophetic writings confess that the world needs a savior. They confess and they repent. Now, confessing and repenting, it really is something that we aren't very good at. Me too. We like to put on this armor and walk around like there isn't a thing in the world we need. We act like we don't need God. But we do. Friends, we need God. Earlier this month, I stumbled across this Brene Brown clip where this famed researcher and sociologist shares a little bit about her faith. And in this clip, she shares how it's really easy for her to find God in those moments where everything is going right, where everything is beautiful and perfect. She then says that it's never quite as clear to see God in the things that are broken, in the things that are lonely and hurting and scared. But Brene shares that in her experience, God is in those moments of need just as much, if not more, than in those beautiful moments. And she shares that we must name those needs. You know, when John is talking about this confessing and this repenting, I think that's what he's talking about. Confessing what our soul needs. Naming the aches and the struggles of this world. Confessing that as hard as we humans will try, we can't heal it on our own. We need God. We need God's forgiveness in our own lives and in this world that we call home. Isn't that what this season is all about? We're preparing to receive this good news, but in order to receive it, we must name that we need it. We must name that we need God. So for Mark... The goodness of Christ's work begins in that act of preparing, in that act of confessing and repenting. For in Mark's telling of the story, the good news is sure to come. Mark knows that someone more powerful than he is coming that will baptize those people and the world with the Holy Spirit. Mark knows that good news is sure to come. Jesus is coming. God is coming. The Spirit is coming into the world. And friends, it comes. Jesus approaches John to be baptized too, and the heavens open up as that Spirit pours down into the world. Friends, in this season of Advent, consider how it is that you prepare to receive the good news of our Savior's arrival into the world again. Prepare by confessing. Confess the needs of this world. Name those things that you wish you could do better. Be bold enough to say the ways that we hurt one another and the ways that we look past and beyond those that don't look like us 
are those who were raised with a different set of values or a different background than you or me. Name the brokenness in the systems of power that benefit some, but at the expense of others. Be bold enough to name where you turned away from God. Name your need and ask God for forgiveness. Friends, repent, confess, prepare, for Jesus is coming into the world again. And that is such good news. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.